Hello and welcome to the Rubin Report Direct Message. I'm Dave Rubin on February 9th, 2021. And today it's a very serious day in America. The second impeachment of Donald J. Trump has begun. It is a very serious thing that we all must take very seriously because we all have no bigger problems than Donald Trump, the guy who's no longer president, no longer on YouTube, no longer on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, Pinterest, or anywhere else. Dealing with that guy who's completely gone from everything is the thing that is the biggest problem for all of us, despite many of us not having jobs and all the other bad stuff that's happening in the world. Donald J. Trump, the impeachment begins today. Just kidding, guys. It's actually not even an impeachment today. What's happening today is the dingbats in Congress are debating whether impeaching a guy after he's out of office is even constitutional in the first place. So both sides are gonna make their arguments to decide whether the impeachment trial will move forward. I suppose it will move forward because it's sort of just the best show in town, even though nobody wants to watch it, but nobody wants to watch the horror show that's been the, the two and a half weeks of the Biden administration already. So I guess they're gonna impeach the president who left peacefully, who didn't turn out to be a fascist or Hitler or any of the stuff that they said he was gonna be. And in many cases, they act much more like. Uh, so I guess we're gonna go ahead and do that thing. It's complete nonsense. Nobody in the country wants it. We have much bigger problems to deal with, but this is what our elected officials have decided to do. And they are a bunch of useless buffoons, hypocrites, and morons. Anyway, we've got a great show for you today. I'm very excited to be talking to you. Uh, and then tomorrow, believe it or not, I'm heading to the free state of Florida. That's right, 10 days in the sunshine and freedom and fishing and beaches of Florida. I'm very, very excited. I am pre-recording today, tomorrow's episode of The Direct Message, which is a Q&A, Ask Me Anything Q&A, which actually, if you wanna submit questions to, you can do right now. Uh, go to rubenreport.locals.com. Oh, you know, I'm off, I'm off by a day. My guys are pointing out, I thought I was going to Florida Third tomorrow is live. I am going to Florida tomorrow, but I'm taping, I'm doing the live stream live tomorrow. But then later today, I'm taping Thursday's show, which is the Q&A. Man, my, if you saw what my calendar looks like, you would understand why I could get confused by a day. Anyway, point is, if you wanna submit a question for our Ask Me Anything, which will air at 11 o'clock as usual on Thursday, you can submit your question right now at rubenreport.locals. Dot com. And before we get to all the stories, and yes, we are playing another Ronald Reagan clip from that interview, and a ton of you, I actually did look in the YouTube comments, you guys totally dug it. Like, people actually want to hear things from the past to help us frame what's going on in the present. So I am gonna do more of them for sure. So we got a great clip amongst some other current event type things. Uh, but before we get to any of that, I wanna talk to you about Built Bar. It's February, guys, and if you're looking forward to Valentine's Day, but not sure how to stay away from the candy, I've got just the solution for you. Built Bar is the secret to eating healthier food while also eating tastier food. Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. You can actually lose or maintain weight while indulging in a yummy treat. Healthy has never been this delicious. Built Bars taste like candy and come in 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie and peanut butter. You guys know I dig the cookies and cream. 
Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, include both nut and nut-free flavors, and are soft and easy to chew. I know with restaurants finally opening up, even in this crazy town of Los Angeles, it'll be tempting to indulge, but we also need to shed those additional quarantine pounds, which is why Built Bars are the perfect alternative to pie for the health-conscious guy. Each bar contains about 110 to 160 calories, 16 to 20 grams of protein, three to five net carbs. Guys, it's only February. Don't give up on your New Year's resolution. Built Bar is the answer. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Ruben to get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Ruben to get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And now back to me. All right, so if you didn't see it on Sunday, we had the Super Bowl. This is a, uh, a big football game that we've been doing for, I think, around 75 years or so. Uh, a lot of people watch it. This is usually where the big commercials are played and you, you might laugh at a commercial. They always try to be funny. This year it was a series of usually depressing videos telling us how much we hate each other and we have to be better than that and companies telling us that we should wear masks and that things are horrible and the world is ending and a lot of depressing stuff. Uh, but the game was played. Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl, which is just completely insane. And yes, I will uh, go on the record as saying that Tom Brady is at this point the greatest team sport athlete of all time, probably at this point surpassing uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, by the way, won, was in six NBA Finals and he was six for six in NBA Finals. Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. He lost three, so he was seven out of 10. But the fact that he left the, you know, left the Patriots, brings back Gronkowski, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing a whole football show here. Uh, but uh, you're not gonna believe this. After the Super Bowl, which was in Tampa Bay, I think it was the first time ever, but someone can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was the first time ever that the home team actually won the Super Bowl, meaning they always do the Super Bowl in warm weather stadiums. So it's very rare that one of the two teams in the Super Bowl will be where the game is played. Uh, and you're not gonna believe this. The people of Tampa Bay, Florida, after their home team won, they, they celebrated. Um, crazy, I know, people were excited, young people were out there and they were drinking beer and high-fiving and hugging and dancing and shouting and celebrating all things that are highly illegal and immoral uh, in, these, in these repressive times that we live in. Uh, and the White House, Jen Psaki, you know I love Psaki, she was asked about uh, what these horrible people did after the Super Bowl. Let's take a look. Yesterday, uh did the president or did the White House have any concern about what we all saw on uh, TV from Tampa about the, the thousands of people out uh, celebrating and without masks? Any concern there? Um, certainly. I mean, the president, I haven't spoken with him specifically about the events of this weekend, but, you know, he did a PSA yesterday with Dr. Biden making clear that social distancing, that mask wearing, that getting the vaccine when you have the opportunity to get the vaccine are vital steps to keeping uh, more Americans safe uh, and saving more lives. Uh, and certainly uh, we know the Super Bowl looked not like different from what it has in the past. And he also conveyed that he's hopeful that next year will be a moment where everybody can celebrate and party. But he is, of course, concerned when there are pictures and photos, we all are, uh, that show many, many people without masks um, in close distance with one another at the height of a pandemic. 
Don't worry guys, next year, we hope that you'll be able to celebrate and have fun and all that. Of course, sure, it was 11 months ago that we told you two weeks to flatten the curve, but a year from now, then it will be okay, possibly to celebrate. Can't make any promises. I will give Pisaki a little credit because uh, she did not circle back on the question. She just gave a sort of useless answer, but usually she just circles back on every, I don't know anything about that. I'll have to circle back beyond that. That's what she says. And then she gets very upset when YouTubers comment on it. I have a feeling that someone from the White House could be watching this right now. Oh my God, that Dave Rubin said something about Jen Psaki. Um, look, once again, if you would like to wear a mask, you should wear a mask. And when I go into places that require masks, I do wear a mask. I bought a piece of salmon yesterday for dinner, two pieces actually. And uh, when I went into the supermarket, I put the mask on. I purchased the salmon. And when I walked out of the supermarket, uh, I took the mask off. To be totally honest, because I don't really love wearing the mask, I find them a little irritating of the ear. Uh, as I was crossing the threshold, right, like right where the door, the sliding door is open and they close, just as I was getting through it, through the vacuum seal, I did take my mask off. So there is a possibility, and, and if I have to pay a fine or whatever it might be, I may have spent as much as one full second in a store without being fully masked. Now, sure, the air was a beautiful day. It's about 75 here in LA, not a cloud in the sky, and the air was blowing in. But, but if, if in that moment, and I can't even confirm that I did it, but I did take off the mask and it was unclear if I had just broken the seal or not. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. Nobody's, nobody's guilt-free in all of this. Uh, look, if you wanna wear a mask, wear a mask. States have to figure out what they're gonna do. And then within that, cities have to figure out what they're gonna do. Uh, so, you know, the mayor of Tampa Bay, by the way, is, is a woman who's a Democrat and she had some weird video out there where she was maybe talking about having the police look into people who weren't wearing masks. And it's just like, uh, is this really what we're gonna do? Or, or is this the end of what a free society looks like when we're snitching on each other and arresting each other and everything else? Uh, maybe, maybe it is, maybe, maybe it actually is. Uh, but I wanted to throw you a tweet too. So this is a tweet from Quartz uh, and they had uh, this to say with this image. Now take a look at the image over here cause this is really something. I guess we're gonna have masks in vending machines now. Sorry, Skittles, no more Skittles. Now it's vending machines. With more COVID-19 variants, extra filtration isn't a bad idea. Scientists are working to set global standards for the myriad kinds of masks available to help help consumers, but until then, here's what you need to know to make your own masking decisions. I mean, look, again, you should do what is right for you and private businesses can, can set the rules for themselves and all of those things. Um, but what I'm worried about more so, what me, Dave Rubin, is more so worried about is that the never ending goalposts that are moving, we are just whittling away our ability to make decisions for ourselves. We're just pretending that there's something above us that knows what is good for us. And it's very obvious to me as someone that lives here in California that does Gavin Newsom really know what is best for me or my life or, or anyone that lives in LA? Or we've got a horrible mayor here, Eric, Eric Garcetti. It's like, do these people who've destroyed all of these businesses when I drive down my main street and everything's boarded up because of the tolerant uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa people and the COVID lockdowns and everything else and these giant buildings, you know, giant office buildings that are just completely empty and the increasing homelessness and drug use and all that, we, we somehow, there's something about being a human that we think that just because like something exists above us that it's doing something good for us. But do you really think these people care about you anymore? I, I don't think so. And do you think they're doing it because they, they are just so worried about you? I, I don't 
think so. I don't think so. I think there's something else here. Uh, by the way, the, the recall Gavin Newsom movement, which I've, as you know, I've been promoting the hell out of, it's, we need less than 100,000 votes. We're, we're there. We have till March 16th. There's over 1.4 of the 1.5 million. So it's gonna happen. And my hope would be that maybe that'll be the first domino to fall. There will be a recall of one of the worst governors, if not the worst governor in the entire country, and that that then will start other recalls, it'll start legal actions against people who kept telling us to follow the science. Follow the science, but we know right now that when they put us in lockdown here, we had less cases than we have now, but it's politically expedient to slowly open up because he got the election results he wanted for the presidency, so here we are. So anyway, I think you know my feelings about all this, so let's talk about Bambi.com, people. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrong term, wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, the list goes on and on. And HR manager's salaries aren't cheap at an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, -day, all for just $99 a month. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. If you're like me, then you know that you didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance, that is for sure. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Ruben right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Ruben, spelled B-A-M to the B-E-E dot -E com slash Ruben. All right, so I really wanted to cover this story today because as I keep telling you guys, the bigger issue than any of the political stuff that's happening right now is that we are starting to live in two or three or four or 500 different countries because people get information from different sources and nobody knows what's true anymore. And we're told things like follow the science and the people we disagree with are suffering from disinformation and we have fact checkers to solve all of these problems, but then we find out often that Facebook or these companies that they work with fact checkers who are really just activists and everything else. Well, one of the fact check organizations that is thought of as reputable, like people will always say, well, what did PolitiFact say about it? PolitiFact, okay? They've got the word fact right in the name. It must be, it must be good, right? I mean, you can't just put the word fact in a name and then not be factual, can you? Well, you can. Uh, PolitiFact, which is supposedly reputable, uh, they did a fact check on Maxine Waters. Now let's throw up the tweet first. This is the tweet that they had of Mac, uh, about what Maxine Waters says. This is the official blue check verified PolitiFact Twitter account. No, Representative Maxine Waters didn't say Trump supporters are quote, not welcome here. And then they link to an article. Okay, now this is what they are saying is a fact. Now, call me Inspector Gadget, but we did a little research around here. We did a little digging. And you're not gonna believe this, guys. We found something on the internet. And well, just take a look. Let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. 
anywhere. They're not welcome anymore anywhere. Now, the quote in the tweet here is not welcome here. She said they're not welcome anymore anywhere. So that might be the tiniest, tiniest of technicalities. But I think the broader point here is, A, they're a ridiculous organization, obviously, and if you're referring to them for your fact-checking, um, you're, you're making a terrible mistake. Um, but did you listen to everything else that she said there? That seemed, if, if words, if not direct calls for violence, but just words can instigate violence the way that they're saying right now, they're debating whether Trump is going to be post-presidency impeached right now because of his words, even though he did not call for violence, well then, what Maxine Waters said there seems far more of a call to violence than anything that I've ever heard Trump say. If they're in a restaurant, a department store, a gas station, create a crowd, push back on them. You know, let's, let's play this again and tell me if you've ever heard Trump say something that sounds like a direct sort of ginning up of a crowd towards violence, or if especially in that uh, January 5th speech that he gave where he was calling for peaceful protesting as they're trying to impeach the guy right now. Listen, just listen again to Maxine Wards. Listen to the tone, what she's saying about her political opponents, et cetera, et cetera. Let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. They're not welcome anymore, anywhere. These are your fellow citizens and you should go up to them in restaurants. I mean, now she didn't directly call for violence. I will admit that. She didn't say go up to them and punch them, but she's saying create a crowd. I mean, it's clearly to intimidate these people. So let's just be very clear about it. If Donald Trump is gonna be impeached, then this lady should be in jail. Right, I mean, again, by their rules, not the rules of the laws of the United States of the First Amendment that you're allowed to, to speak and all of these things, but this is consistently what they've done. And then we know cities burn down and then you get Ali Velshi on MSNBC with a building exploding behind him going, they're mostly peaceful protesters. And by the way, there's many, many other videos of, of not only Democratic politicians, but also members of the media uh, calling for violence even more explicitly than that. That video of Chris Cuomo that I think you guys have probably mostly seen where he says, where in the First Amendment does it say protests have to be peaceful? Well, it's, it's right there in the First Amendment. Yeah, so you're condoning violence because it's the kind of violence that you like. I mean, these, these people are all just terrible frauds. They're just absolutely all terrible. But, but I, anyway, I didn't wanna do that story to just show you that Maxine Waters is a fraud and a buffoon. And by the way, Maxine Waters lives in Hancock Park, which is an ultra exclusive area in LA in what, in I think about a $6 million mansion, which I don't begrudge her as long as she got all that money legally, although she's a politician, so she probably didn't. Um, but she covers the area uh, that I think has more to do with South Central LA, uh, which is having all sorts of problems and homelessness and blight and everything else. She's, but you know, and she's been in politics, politics forever and you know, she's just, it's just like a perfect example. Oh, can I get another guy who's never done anything but got really rich in the whole process? Can I get them in government to fix it? Cause they'll really fix it. By the way, I read that, I read yesterday that Trump lost $2 billion while being president. So, you know, make that, make of that what you may. Uh, all right, I wanna do the third story on uh, Ronald Reagan. So if you didn't watch the show yesterday, I mentioned that when I do cardio, I usually watch old basketball games, but then I've started watching some old talk shows and just different things of the past to just kind of 
get a better flavor at sort of what people were talking about in the 70s, 80s, 90s, what was, what was sort of relevant and accepted and everything else. And I came across this incredible video of Ronald Reagan in 1975. Now he had just wrapped up being the Republican governor of California. He was a Democrat for most of his life while he was in Hollywood. Then he became a California conservative. When people talk about California conservative, where you're a little more okay on the social issues, but you wanna, you wanna balance budget, you want lower taxes, you want more states' rights, uh, you believe in family, things of that nature. That was sort of what the idea of a California conservative. I would say that's very in line with, with the types of things I believe. Anyway, um, before he ran for president in 1980, the Republicans were trying to figure out what to do and Reagan went on Johnny Carson and they had about an 18 minute interview where Carson acted like an actual sort of unbiased talk show host and just asked him what his thoughts were on everything. And I watched this thing and I was just so overjoyed actually by the pleasantness, the sense of humor, the commanding of facts, like everything that Reagan said here was just great. So yesterday I played a little bit of a clip. Today we're gonna play a little bit of a clip and I'm gonna keep doing this sort of thing so that every show isn't just about what's happening today. It can be about what happened yesterday and maybe that'll help sort of frame what's going on today. So this is Ronald Reagan on Johnny Carson Tonight Show all the way back 45 years ago in 1946 years ago, in 1975. I think the answer to curing inflation is a balanced budget. Now, how do you do that? I mean, it's not, how do you balance the budget? Well, balancing the budget is like protecting your You don't your spend more than you take in, right? Yeah, it's like protecting your virtue. You have to learn to say no. <laughs> There's gotta be another way. <laughs> what, what's the second option? <laughs> well, no, there's some ways that this could be brought about. First of all, that limitation. Here, here's another one. Why shouldn't we have, in addition to a simplified income tax, why shouldn't we also have a law that says that any time a legislator or a congressman introduces a spending program, he has to introduce with it a tax program to pay for it. Then let the people find out. There was a woman that, uh, from a financial firm that was back at the President's Economic Council, and her words weren't quoted. Everybody else's words got in the paper, all the Hellers and the Galbraths and all the so-called right. economists. And I, had a, I have a degree in economics, so I can say this. I think an economist is someone who has a Phi Beta Kappa key on one end of his watch chain and no watch on the other. Uh, this woman said that you go to the polls and you ask the people, do they want some social service, some program that government can give? And the people in the polls are apt to read and say, hey, that sounds good, yeah. Mm -hmm. But she says that isn't exactly accurate. She says, put a $100 bill in each person's hand and then show them the program and say, now, isn't that a nice program? Do you want it? Give me the $100. And she says, see what the poll says then and how many people hang on to the $100 instead of the program. In other words, if it's rather hidden and someone doesn't know exactly yeah. where it's going to come they from. They all start, all the government programs start a dollar down and we'll catch you later. And, uh, and they, they multiply all of those yeah. things that you were, the Office of Management and Budget in Washington that's responsible for the budget, putting mm -hmm. up, putting the budget together, cannot even tell you how many boards, commissions, agencies, bureaus and departments there are in the federal government. Yeah. But all of them can pass regulations and those regulations have the force of law. And the difference is, when you break the law, you're innocent until proven guilty. When you break a regulation, the fellow that charges you with breaking the regulation, you're guilty. 
Right. If you want to take him to court and prove you're innocent, that's up to you. God, tell me that is just not spectacular and also calming. Did you feel a little calmer actually when you're listening to him? I mean, the tone of his voice, he has a, he has a great calming, soothing way of speaking everything. His demeanor, the way he's sitting there with his legs crossed, the way you know he has a couple sort of zingers and the way he uses humor to describe these things. Um, but there, there was just so much there. And he's in some ways he's even talking about things that, that we're talking about now with, without even really fully knowing what the future was gonna bring, although I suppose that maybe he did because things, the government just kept expanding. But when he talks about the office of management and all the regulations they can pass and they don't know how many offices there are and everything else, what's he talking about? He's talking about the deep state. He's talking about that there are all of these governmental agencies that just grow and grow and grow and grow and get bigger budgets and they just remain there forever and they can do all the stuff and nobody knows who's part of it. In essence, he's talking about the deep state. I mean, that's something we've sort of talked about over the last couple of years, but the first line there was just spectacular. When Carson asks him like, how do you balance the budget? Balancing the budget is like protecting your virtue. You gotta know when to say no. When I heard that the other day, I thought, man, he's channeling Jordan Peterson, except this is a little bit before Jordan Peterson, right? Jordan Peterson was about, was about 20 when this thing came out, something like that, or maybe 15 or so. Um, really interesting though, balancing the budget is like protecting your virtue. You gotta know when to say no. But no one in the government ever says no to anything. Why would you be the guy in the government to ever say no to anything? You know you'll never get voted in, right? Because people are mostly idiots because our education system is stupid. So they don't think anything through, which is why the, the story that he told about the woman with the $100 bill is so interesting. Cause it's like, everyone is always like, oh yes, we want more programs. We want more stuff, give us more stuff. And if you look at all of the, the little um, additions when you go into the voting booth and they've got all the things that they wanna pass and it's like, do you want $500 billion for more schools? And you're like, yes, I do. Well, then you have to really realize, oh, do you realize that's gonna take money to do? And even if we don't take it from you specifically, though we will, uh, we have to take it from somebody. And if we keep taking it from those people, they might leave the state. You think that has a little something to do with why California is so whacked? at the moment, but this idea that if you handed them the hundred, if you say to them, okay, do you want the program? And everyone says yes, because it just sounds good, but they don't know where the money comes from. But then if you hand them the hundred, and then you're gonna say, but I gotta take that hundred back because we're gonna do that thing that you said you really wanted, well, then no one would do it. And we really understand this. And if you want a perfect, really just a perfect real world happening right now example of this, uh, just yesterday in the last couple of days, you know that uh, the, the Democrats have been pushing this $15 minimum wage thing, this $15 federal minimum wage. Now, of course it sounds right. Would we like people, the poorest people who have minimum wage jobs to make more money? It kind of sounds right, but you can't just artificially inflate how much someone is going to be paid because then the cost of everything will go up. If the guy who's flipping fries at McDonald's, who's a, you know, a 16 year old kid after work, if you force him to pay $15, then McDonald's is gonna say, okay, we're gonna increase the price of the dollar menu. And now the dollar menu is no longer the dollar menu, it's the 250 menu, right? I mean, these are basic economic principles. I would highly recommend that you watch any video or read any book by Thomas Sowell. I mean, you'll get this stuff. It doesn't, you know, they try to confuse you with all of like their fancy lingo. And it's like, go to somebody who can explain something cleanly and clearly to you. But we all know this. If you were running a business right now, 
uh, and you had like somebody that you needed to come in and clean some stuff up or do some stuff that wasn't highly technical, highly skilled, you might get a younger person for it and you would you would figure out what it's worth paying them and then they would decide if it's worth taking that job and if they didn't take it, somebody else would. And that freedom allows people to make more decisions for themselves and actually keeps costs down. The less regulation and re less taxes that I have here in California, the more I can do for my team, right? The more you increase that stuff, well then the less that I can do for my team. So I pay my guys full benefits, 100% for their, for themselves, dental, medical, 100%, they don't pay a dime in and for their dependents. And I'm more than happy to do it. If the government comes in and takes more money from me, well then I may have to look at that and be like, all right guys, I gotta take some of this stuff away and then they have to pay for it. So these are, these are basic concepts that we don't really think of. We think, oh, Bernie wants to give us $15 an hour, but Bernie Sanders has never run anything. He is a politician who's only just taken money from people to do a bunch of nothing. Anyway, I think you get it. I like that Ronald Reagan guy. I'm not exactly sure why a lot of people didn't like him. He also fought communism. I don't like communism. Do you like communism? That isn't to say he did everything perfectly. I know there were some scandals in Iran-Contra and a bunch of other stuff. Okay, that's fine. But I thought, you know, watching that, it's like, we can get back to something sensible, but who would be the type of sensible person that you just saw there in Ronald Reagan, who would be television ready, who, who would wanna put it all out on the line again, who would want all of that risk and, and to be part of such an evil machine, like who would do it? And in a way, I don't think you get someone like a Ronald Reagan that we saw there in 1975. I think the only way you can get it in a weird way is like a Donald Trump, someone whose personality is different, right? Like somebody who is going to fight back in a crazy way. And how are we gonna combine those two things to fight, like someone who will fight, but also have all of the information and the decency and desire for the right reasons and all of that. Like, how are we gonna find that person? I don't know how we're gonna find that person, although it does remind me of an episode of G.I. Joe from around 1986, when you know, after a couple years of Cobra Commander's poor leadership, and boy, that guy just got them into a, a lot of trouble and they could never beat the Joes, what did Dr. Mindbender do? Well, Dr. Mindbender said, okay, I'm gonna find the DNA of some of history's best leaders. He went for a lot of evil people, Genghis Khan, that type of person, Napoleon, et cetera. He took their DNA, it was a crazy five-part episode, found their DNA, and then he put them all into a cloned body, and what did he do? He created Serpentor. But then Serpentor had problems too. Anyway, I think you see what I'm saying here, guys. It ain't gonna be easy, but I'm in it with you. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, we're live tomorrow at 11 a.m. And then, as I said, we've got a Q&A, which I'm taping today. So if you wanna get your questions in for Thursday's Q&A, go to rubenreport.locals.com. And by the way, uh, part one with my, of my interview with Ayan Hirsi Ali, who is just like the best of the best. You wanna see somebody who is, who is brave and decent and good Check out my interview with Ion. Part one is up on YouTube right now. Uh, the full episode is already up ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, have a great day, everybody. And if you haven't seen it, check out that five-part uh, G.I. Joe episode, the creation. I think it's called Rise Serpentor. Sir, uh, I think it's called Rise Serpentor Rise. And you'll see a lot that'll make a lot of sense to you. All right, that's it. Adios.